On this 20th anniversary of the attacks of September 11th, let us pause for a moment before we continue and hold in mind and heart all those who lost their lives on that sad day, that the Lord God will give them rest and peace. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I wish this weekend to speak to you about a man named Bartolo Longo. Bartolo Longo is an Italian. He is declared blessed by the church, meaning the church says he has lived a life of heroic virtue, worthy of imitation, and he has worked at least one verified miracle through his own intercession. Bartolo Longo was born in 1841 in a small village in southern Italy, born in a fairly wealthy agrarian family, sort of big-time farmers. His grandfather had been the mayor of the town, though a much-hated mayor. He's a bit of an ornery man. His father was a medical doctor in their particular small village, though throughout life he was much more interested in business dealings than medicine. He grew up in, of course, a nominally Catholic house, as most everyone in Italy did, meaning they were churchgoers and called themselves Catholics, but did not have much effect on their lives, and thus crept in that rough passage from the Apostle St. James, faith without works is thoroughly lifeless. Bartolo Longo's father died when he was 10 years old, and this left a deep impression on him. He began to distrust things very, very much. His mother remarried, and his stepfather was a good man, but also a bit of a harsh man. When, like so many, he went with a nominal knowledge of his faith off to the great city of Naples for his time at university. He was 19 years old when he did so. It was a time in Italy when there were tremendous changes going on. We have to remember there is no such thing as the nation of Italy until the late 1800s. So the United States was a nation for about 100 years before Italy was a nation. And at that time, when Bartolino, there was tremendous revolutionary powers to overthrow the old order and bring about a new one. One was that tremendously secularist, bitterly against the church, and had a lot of principles that we would today call communism, right? So if this sounds familiar to any of you, when Bartolo went off to the university, he found the university riddled with people holding these kinds of ideas, particularly deadly to his, his, his spiritual life, was at the university he had a professor who was a former priest that derided the faith terribly because of the distrust of the loss of his father, this unbelievable revolutionary spirit that was going on, and not having much of a prayer life, he began to reject his faith. But he had a deep interest in like spiritual and religious things, and also at that time in Western Europe, the late 1800s, what we would call, we sort of call it New Ageism today, New Age practices. They called it then spiritualism, palm readings, tarot cards, seances, 
so on and so forth, were incredibly popular. And so I started attending these kinds of things and began to experience supernatural things that filled a void in his life. He went so far as to get into the more directly satanic aspects of that, imitate, like mocking imitations of the Catholic Mass. Eventually, two years after he arrived at university, Batalo Longo had himself ordained a satanic priest and began to engage in a lot of those, which I don't wish to speak about those activities here. Let's just say, not so good. A university professor noticed, again, there was something about him. He began to get very thin and gaunt, but there was this haunting dark light behind his eyes. And one of his university professors, who was a very devout Catholic, took him aside and began to do a pasta with him. What are you doing? And he would talk. Why are you doing it? No, not that. And began to preach the gospel to him, especially on a lot of social-cultural issues. He had a classmate, a female classmate that he noticed because unlike all of his other female classmates who dressed very nice, wore a lot of makeup and jewelry to get noticed, this is a very simple and modest girl. And he struck up a conversation with her because she was so unlike all the others. But wouldn't you know it, she was a very devout, practicing Catholic girl who introduced him to the devotion to the Sacred Heart. Taught him, if you want to pray as a Christian, this is how you can actually do it, giving depth to his spiritual life. Both that lady, Catherine Voluperi was her name, and the professor, Vincenzo Pepe, introduced him to a Dominican priest who he met with to discuss theological questions. That Dominican priest asked him to visit this nice, pious old lady who taught him how to say the rosary and badgered him like a nice, pious grandmother does. Over the course of about 18 months, as Bartolo Longo, who had gone down this dark spiritual path, felt the emptiness of it, these people who were good friends to him, who witnessed Jesus Christ to him in all in very different ways, intellectual ways, theological ways, spiritual ways, familial ways, created a, again, it wasn't a sort of bright, shining rock star light confession. He just said, yes, I have to give my life to Christ. Rejected all of those things he was in, removed himself from bad influences, made a good confession, and returned to the life of the church. But as he returned to the life of the church, he kept having this despair within him. Just couldn't think that God could forgive him for all of the bad things he had done. And one day he was out for a walk out on the hills of Naples. And he remembered the old lady had told him to say the rosary. So he sort of gotten out the rosary to the best of his ability. And all of a sudden he heard a strong male voice say, Whosoever shall pray this rosary and teach others to do so shall never be lost. He felt the warm consolation in his heart, made a promise to God that day to say the rosary every day and to teach other people to do it. Three days later, all of his depression, all of his despair, all of his doubt left him entirely. From that moment on, he was a lawyer by training, went about doing a lot of good works. Now again, this is the time of the Industrial Revolution in Italy that's causing huge turmoil, especially in a very rural, countrified nation. Huge numbers of men were going into the cities to seek new work and either died because of the tough labor there, got into all kinds of vice, again, we're going to talk about that, but you can guess if you want, or just decided they would start whole new lives and leave their families alone. 
huge numbers of single mothers, of orphans, because sometimes moms and dads go into the cities, leave their kids. Bartolo Longo, who was teaching the rosary in the spiritual life, said, we've got to help these people. Rallied the people of that community and went to what was then at the edge of an ancient ruined town called Pompeii. You've heard of Pompeii, very likely. There, he built a church dedicated to Our Lady of the Holy Rosary, and you would call it, I guess, an orphanage, a boarding school for orphaned children. Taught them how to read, how to write, how to do trades. The ones who had skills created what we would call, and call them then scholarships to go on to universities. And again, to make a long story short, you go to Pompeii today, there in the center of the town is the huge Basilica of Our Lady of the Holy Rosary. Right next to it, the huge building that is the orphanage, the tremendous stories of the thousands of thousands of people it helped. And my point in bringing up the story is, number one, I think he is great to know. Look up Bartolo Longo in his life. But also to understand there are simple, simple things. It is the question, Jesus is the Christ. My life has to be about him. And I have to form my mind that's my study. I have to have a devotional life, like the devotion to the Sacred Heart, and pray. And I should stay close to Our Lady in the Holy Rosary. And no matter where I've been or what I've done, God can redeem it mightily. And no matter who is out there, I think there are probably less of us who are Bartolo Longos and a whole lot more of us here who are either like that old lady or like Catherine, his friend, or like that professor he met. There are people in your life that you have contact with even only in a passing way, that if you witness Christ to them. I mean, to be perfectly fair, Bartolo Longo went a lot further in the spiritual life than his university professor and his friend and the priest and the old lady. But he wouldn't have gotten any of those places without them. So have great confidence and hope, no matter what's going on in the world. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus, Savior and Lord and to put faith in Him, put that faith into action, nourish it by sacraments and devotion and prayer, can overcome all obstacle and give great light to the world. You've got a kid or a grandson or a nephew who's a little bit of a schnooker and runs his mouth and is far from the church, have great hope. Pray for an apostle to arise in their life. Be a good example to them. Ask Bartolo Longo's intercession. Take up our crosses, because he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and can do all things through our work. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.